Hello and welcome to a podcast. Oh, trying to move the chair. <clears throat> it's really cold in the studio again. I say studio, of course, I mean shed. But um, tell you what is weird. While it's cold and I've not worn enough layers to be sat out here and I don't want to put the heating on because <laughs> have you seen the cost? Um, I, I'm just going to wear more jumpers in the future. I'll tell you what, this microphone sounds better in the cold. So if you've got any voiceovers you want doing, send them through between November and February, and then um, other than that, it'll be a pile of rubbish. Oh, it's what I love about this time of year. I think they're starting to come to an end now. But this time of year, I get lots of voiceovers doing my Santa kind of voice. <laughs> Hello, Steve! That kind of thing. Um, so that's fun. If you're driving around anywhere listening to other stations, they, they, you, may, you might hear me. You never know. Then again, probably not. That's not like my career is that good. Um, here's what we did on the radio earlier today. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. Bare naked ladies one week and Beatles want to hold your hand. Imagine how society must have changed from back when the Beatles were singing I Want to Hold Your Hand through to the 90s when we had some mix-a-lot going on about bottoms. I mean, it doesn't feel like standards are improving, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Welcome along. It's a Friday version of the show, which means very little other than I'll keep mentioning it's Friday and somehow that will make us feel good. I don't really work any less on the weekend, but still, it's Friday. It's Fry-yay. Got a hot drink ready for me? I'm going to have Oh, that's still warm. I'll take that. So, on the show today, you can tell I'm in a better mood. I don't know what yesterday was. I was not feeling it. But today, we are back with ponderings on gravy, bears from Happy Mondays, pipes. What's that got to do on Is that in the news? Something about Gabby Logan and... No, I think that's about it. So we're not dealing with the big issues in the news, but that's probably for the best because, oh, if I have to have another news story about interest rates, I've I've run out of all puns to do with interest. That's it. I'm done for this. I've got no options. We've managed to make it through. This week had a Halloween special in it. Done it. Tick. Did ghosts. Now we're getting ready for bonfire specials, aren't we? And it's in the news, a couple of bonfire stories starting to crop up. There's one about um, the Amazon thing that you speak to. I'm trying not to say the word because it triggers the darn thing, doesn't it? You know your... <clears throat> that one. It's now up, been updated with soothing music designed to calm pets that get stressed by Guy Fawkes Night fireworks. The tracks can be accessed if the owners uh, ask it to help their cat or d- dog relax. I know there are a few radio stations that are boasting that they'll do relaxing music to try and soothe your pets. And this show gets knocked into a podcast, so... Ooh. If you want to calm down your pets, download this version of the show. And if they're getting a bit stressed, sit your... It's your dog getting a bit much, isn't it? It's a bit like, oh, look at him. It's a bit... He's wigged out by it all. In fact, let's make the music a bit more soothing. Let's go for some soothing. Ah. Hello. Good boy or girl. It's up to you these days. And relax. Have you been a good boy or girl? That's it. Good. Good boy, girl. Good, good, good dog. That's better. Good dog. And breathe in and out. And close your eyes. Imagine a nice big sausage. You're sitting in a field chasing a nice big sausage. They're relaxing. It's actually working, isn't it? And good boy, girl. Good god. Good dog. And now get into downward facing dog. Oh, you already are. Of course you already. No, I should have guessed. Really. It's very difficult to try and make dogs chill out. You know, if we keep doing this, if we keep doing a show where we just glance over news stories through the afternoon, play some cracking songs, we look at some news stories. It's windy. 
I always knew there would come a point where we would spot the new story that is the canary in the coal mine, the story that tells us society has given up. We've reached the tipping point and it's all downhill from here. I found it. Pubs are giving away cups of gravy as a festive drink. People are drinking gravy. The limited edition Carvery mock uh has been la- launched by, well, I'm not going to name the company, they're not going to advert for free, are they? And served in a traditional festive red cup. Oh, that helps. It can be bought as a standalone drink or to accompany a Sunday roast. Now, to accompany a Sunday roast, gravy, no problem. But gravy as a drink? We've now turned into what used to be the punchline to Bernard Manning jokes. I'm not saying she's fat, but she cut herself, she bled gravy, right? We are this close, this close to living in a world where we are the punchline to burn a manager. Emma Smith from the company said, gravy is seen by many as the most important part of the dinner. So, custard is really important in some desserts, but it doesn't mean I need to have a latte full of it. What? Tweets to at Mr. Stephen Allen's when we're getting in touch. Thank you for some of the comments. Martin said one about, there's an American um, politician and the rest of that story is just too rude. Maybe we'll mention it in the podcast only thing. Yeah, that's... It's a bit, it's a bit, uh, a bit tasty. But anyway, thank you for that. Right, let's. Uh, in this, this show is becoming a health-related one. Earlier, we were talking about people drinking gravy because apparently that's a thing these days. Because we're just given up. It's weird how some shows start to get a theme even when I didn't realise this one. Because there's one in the news, could have been entertainment news, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk it up under um, uh, health news. Happy Mondays, Legend Bez. Now spends his days browsing old bookshops and sipping distilled water. He said, Ah, my friend, he didn't. He said, I've discovered the secret of longevity. I've been juicing every day for the last 10 years. Is that what that dance was? And he says, I now distill my water. Surely that's not going to make a difference, is it? If you have the kind of 90s that he had, having distilled water instead of water when you're older, he's now 58. Come on, mate. Really? Secret longevity? Secret longevity is not doing what you did in the 90s, isn't it? But anyway, he says uh, that he loves nothing more than riding his motorbike, stopping off for a cream tea and scouring through a bookshop. Here's the weird thing, though. I read this and I realise now, Bez from Happy Mondays is healthier than I am. Oh, that's a slap in the face, isn't it? I mean, but... For a while, there's always someone that you could think, well, at least I'm not doing that to my body. And now he's drinking juice. Oh, absolute state of me. This story is shocking, and I've read a lot of shocking news stories on this show. Hosepipe bans will remain in place until the new year. What? what? I'm worried about my shed roof with the amount of rain we've had recently. I went for a run. There's a picture I've put on social media. There's an underpass I normally run through. It was absolutely covered. We mentioned it before, saying it was the one, the day when I realised I definitely am not the Messiah. I gave it a go. But we've had tons of rain pouring down on us, and we've got a hosepipe down it now, obviously. You don't need to use a hosepipe at the moment because it's been raining a lot. But still, does it not feel like we're slightly failing as a nation if we've got a hosepipe ban in in the middle of a rainy winter? It's like... It's a bit like the Met Office still having an amber heat alert during days when you get highs of 13 degrees. Is that is that what we're up to these days? So this show, swiftly becoming a show that seems to be a health news-related one. Let's try and see if we can fit this in. Suppose we can. Gabby Logan's in the news. She said that she ate six posh dog biscuits. All right, show off. 
it's because she got stuck in traffic. Now, there's a couple of ways in which I relate to this story. Yesterday, when we were talking about this on the show, in fact, where's the... Previously, in the week... I admitted when I was on my pre-filming diet, I was so hungry I nearly ate cat food. Because it looks so good! It's my fault for buying the stuff that... They have, like, duck with um, green beans or carrot and beef. And it it's better than what I normally eat. But I googled it, not meant to eat cat food. Oh no, it's a surprise, isn't it? Something to do with the A vitamins. If it weren't for that, I'd have been having duck and duck a l'orange that they have. Um, but also, it's because she got stuck in traffic. And we all remember I did a radio show once from being stuck in traffic, do you remember? When it all got a bit much. Did a whole radio show from the first lane of the M25 and I was there for seven hours. And it made me think, if I was there for seven hours, because I didn't get to eat or use the bathroom during that show, would I have eaten dog biscuits? And the thing is, I think I would, if I had a cup of tea. That's the... <laughs> it's the dryness of them that gets me. But anyway, the TV host, who has two children, um, was with her husband, Kenny. They'd been um, out to get a facial. What, as a whole group? All right. She got hungry on the way home, and the treats uh, meant for her pets, Maggie and Milo, were just too tempting. She said, I was pregnant, I was hungry. Oh, that's no excuse. I wasn't pregnant, but I still would have had them. If you'd give me a cup of tea. There we go. So, um, dogs, if you are listening, try not to get stuck in traffic, because we humans, we're coming for your biscuits. That's not going to calm them down during the fireworks weekend, is it? This is in the news. In fact, this has been in the news every single day, and we've not really talked about it. But Elon Musk bought Twitter. And obviously I'm on there. It's a nice way of getting in touch with people for shows and whatnot, at Mr. Stephen Allen. But every day he's been saying something that have just wound people up. He talks about free speech, and then people have argued about that. He said that if you've got a blue tick, it will cost you $20 a month. Then Stephen King, the horror writer, got back in touch. What? And he lowered it to eight. Elon Musk now says that uh, Monty Python inspired him to get the idea of charging for insults and arguments on Twitter. But if you could charge people for arguments on Twitter... You would make a lot of money. He's already the richest man in the world, but he'd also be the richest man in the world afterwards. So actually, why bother? But how did people not work this out yet? Elon Musk is trolling us. He is saying these things and tweeting these things out simply because it upsets people. More newspapers have written about Twitter for the last week or so than they've done probably ever, which is all free publicity for the thing that he now owns. How are you not getting it? So anyway, people are uh, really upset that he, he might possibly charge for insults. The problem is, if he does that, what are you going to tweet him to uh, get him to stop? You know what I mean? You go too far, you'll end up racking up quite a bill there. Afternoon, I'm Steve. Stevie Wonder, Isn't She Lovely? Obviously a song about a little baby. I like that song more now that I've got a little baby. Because, uh, by the way, update on the lad. He's been a bit ill this week, so it's been a stressful one. If you watched me and Eric doing comic-solving problems on YouTube, it went out Wednesday night. I didn't have time to get changed, so I looked. I, I was wearing just a t-shirt and a hoodie that had more baby stains on them. Oh, man, I like There's a patch there because he's been quite snotty. I think there's like a Turin Shroud style imprint of his face. If you want to see what my kid looks like, look at the t-shirt. You get a rough idea. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about because that's gross. Um, let's talk about this instead. There's a thing about kids, and I'm hoping my little lad doesn't turn out to be like this. Apparently, children these days have no idea which places are real and which places aren't. Kids are more likely to have heard of Gotham City than Belfast. Half of them can't name more than 10 countries, which is not a lot, is it? Because 
It's like 200, so you got a lot to choose from. The study found that 55% or more are familiar with fictional cities like Gotham, Zootopia, and Neverland. Wasn't that where Michael Jackson? Anyway. Um, yeah, a quarter of them have ever heard of Milan or Cape Town. And it's weird because Gotham doesn't sound like that's a place where Batman should live. And yet Cape Town... You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe it's a bit too on the nose, but that's where superheroes should live, isn't it? And let's be honest, that's your podcast done. Um, it's, yeah, as, as we mentioned in the show, little lad's been a bit ill, so it's been difficult to uh, manage to get loads of stuff done. But we did all right. We survived it, didn't we? Next week is another week. Get subscribed. There'll be more podcasts. Tweet me, at Mr. Stephen Allen, if that's the kind of thing you're into. Tweet me an insult if you want to pay money to Elon Musk. And until next time, bye.